Welcome to Sick Addictions with Jocelyn Stone. Every man and woman has one. What's yours? And now your hostess, Miss Jocelyn Stone. So I have an amazing guest with me. It's been a while that I've been wanting to do this conversation slash interview. And, um, yeah, so if you refer to Talking Dirty with Rebecca Love, episode 226, listen to that first, and then you will hear uh, the initial vanilla interview with Lord Ruff Sir, and that's who I have here today. Hello, how are you? Hello. <laughs> so excited to be here. We've been... We've been talking about getting together for like a year. I'm yeah. so excited to finally <laughs> see you again in person. Yeah. And we just had dinner too. Yeah. We did. It, it, it was nummy. <laughs> that was amazing. <laughs> that was an amazing steak dinner, I'll tell you what. Oh, yeah. And of course, it was me yet again sitting there with a basket of bread going, but it's not gone yet. <laughs> <laughs> I'm horrible with it. Bread and butter. It's a weakness, just like chips and salsa. All right, if it's good bread and butter, I'm right there with you. Yeah. That was good bread and butter. Yeah, it was good bread and butter. You know, it's Vegas. It's Vegas. I, I couldn't pass up this opportunity of getting you uh, recorded and face-to-face. Because you yeah. and Rebecca did your interview um, on the computer, yeah. right? So I was like, oh, no. I think I think that was the interview that made her decide you guys had a ditch squad cast. Yes. Because she, like, she was like, I spent forever trying to get this to work with him. And she's like, I'm yeah. done with Squadcast. And yep. that was the, the, the straw that brought the camel's back for her. Absolutely. She <laughs> she was, it it was easy when somebody else, in fact, it was unstructured. We were just talking about that in an interview that I did. Yeah. And it worked fabulous for him. Mm-hmm. And I thought, oh my God, we have to try it. And then forget it. Not even worth it. No. But I will tell you, since I knew you were coming today, it is AVN week, the beginning of it. Woo! <laughs> it's going to be crazy. It's AVN week 2020, mm-hmm. January 2020. And um, you missed karaoke triple X last night. I know. I'm so sad. <laughs> I've, I've been wanting to go to triple X karaoke, karaoke triple X for so long. Yeah. And you missed it by a day, but... I didn't drink a whole ton because I knew I was going to see you today. You, you, you kept me honest. <laughs> Not many people can do that. You kept me honest. But um, I listened to the interview again okay. that you did with Rebecca. And the reason why I did that is because she's so she's so adorable. She's so sweet. <laughs> she is just so sweet. I, you know, she she's so curious and especially about things that are non-vanilla. Right. And and she's so respectful too. Like she's so afraid of like using the wrong term or saying the wrong thing and and that's just why she's such a wonderful sweetheart. Yep. And this is exactly why I listened to the interview and I was like chomping at the bit because I wanted to know more. And I thought, well, oh my God, she just opened the door for the second interview. Now we can get down. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and uh, we already went over on hers, how we all met yes. and go into the why not um, convention and awards uh-huh. and all of that. Uh, the, the uh, YouTube thing that you had 
watch with her. Yes. And yeah. how it, I, I, so all that stuff works. Yeah. And you're still doing a lot of art. Do you do? I do night flirt. Night flirt. What about yes. uh, verified? So I don't use verified call. Mm-hmm. Um, it hasn't like been a thing for me. Um, I had a bad experience with it. Ah, okay. So uh, I mainly use night flirt and then I'm on AVN stars um, just for fans and only fans. Just for fans, not yeah. uh, and only fans, or okay, yeah. And I, I find that a lot of a lot of clients they they have a subscription in one place and they don't want multiple subscriptions, right? So I'm so we have to be multiple. Yeah, we have to be we have to be fluid on multiple platforms. Absolutely, I uh, today today yeah. alone with all the photos from from karaoke, I'm uploading to this one and this one and this one and this one, and it, it's just it's part of our job. Yeah. It's exactly what we do. So I was a yeah. social media horse, and I'm just you know a better social media horse. <laughs> <laughs> I just make money at it now. I'm not wasting time. <laughs> so some of the questions that um, that I had listening to your inner well your conversation. We say it's interviews, but honestly. We just start talking and it, and it rolls from there. That's yeah. how we end up with such a long podcast. <laughs> <laughs> but it's so good. It's so good. So you are in a poly household. Correct. How many members in that household? Four, including myself. Four, including yourself. And all four live in the house? Yes. Awesome. Okay. So I want to see if that was still the same because I have all the names and everything, which are on the first on the first podcast. So yeah. um, I'm going to make people go back and listen. So we've got four members. Now, I remember you and I talking a little mm-hmm. bit here and there, and you were sending me the cutest pictures. You had a little submissive yes. laying at your feet. Now, with those four house members, uh-huh. how do you go about interviewing and deciding if you want to bring a sub into the house? So you, you start with building, you know, there's only two of us in the household that are, that are doms. The other two are vanilla. Uh-huh. So for us, we, we build a rapport with the submissive first and make sure that we have a good bond. And then we introduce them, introduce them to the house as a friend. Right. And then as the household becomes more comfortable, that the submissive is able to be more of themselves around them. So the first time we meet, we're all going to go out to dinner. The second time we hang out, we're going to watch a movie. By the third time we're hanging out, the submissives, you know, in nothing but their underwear and a collar, sitting on the floor next to the couch. So the uh, the two two portions of our of our poly that are vanilla are very very open to allowing myself and my other partner, who is a dom, to be ourselves. And right. and, and it's a great balance of respect and communication because they really do embrace our full lifestyle as as part of something that they're. Not something they, they do themselves, but something they are part of as a family. See, and you're not forcing it down anybody's throat either. No, no. And it's, it's, it's so cute because, uh, Brian currently has a submissive who is, um, uh, um, ADBL boy. Ah. So we call him baby boy. Yeah. And I used his name and, and one of my partners corrected me, who's one of the null partners. He goes, no, that's not so-and-so. That's baby boy. So it's it's so cute to watch the, the vanilla the vanilla partners like assert their domination, right? <laughs> a just very, a little bit, just a little bit, like in a very vanilla way, but like assert their domination in the hierarchy of the house. Right. It's, it's just it's 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 fun. 
And and that just shows that they're enjoying it and they're comfortable yes. with it. That's Correct. baby boy. Yeah. And it oh my God, that's so cute. That's oh so when you are interviewing mm-hmm. for a sub, and I wanted to get more into this. I had a conversation with somebody the other day. And um, there was a conversation that had happened, you know, like this person's more dominant and this other person is submissive. Mm. And it was kind of like a basic introduction. Okay. And it just went where you just explained so graciously in detail about the respect and all of that. Because once you throw somebody out there and, you know, rip their clothes off and put the collar on and say, you're sitting next to the couch and all this stuff, you can't go back. No. No, you can't. Once you cross those lines, that's... It's that's, done. Well, it's it's the evolution of their identity in the relationship, right? Yeah. And and once we define in a relationship who we are, um, we as humans don't like that change. Mm-hmm. We don't like changes in our family dynamics, whether it's a nuclear family, whether it's a non-traditional family. And, and so once you commit to a role in a family, whether it's a mom, a dad, a, a child, a grandparent, a submissive, Mm-hmm. Um, that's going to come with expectations of that role, no matter what it is. And so we, we once that person goes to those expectations says, I'm going to take on this role, uh-huh. we have to trust them. So we give them that trust uh-huh. to take on that role. And if they try to change that role unexpectedly or without communication, it's not that we're upset that they've changed the role. It's that we lost trust because no one communicated back to us that they weren't happy with the role. That's brilliant. Yeah. Well said. Holy crap. See, and I just uh, had a conversation with somebody that dove right in. Mm-hmm. Um, there was no real communication. It was some hard play. Yeah. And now it's the, you know, oh, I wanted a fix. It's almost like you know, fucking somebody in a parking lot instead of actually going and making plans to go out on a date, get to know you a little bit, then I'll give you a blowjob. You know, yeah. it's it, so now they're trying to go backwards to get to know each other, but now they're stuck in this thing where it's like, oh, when we see each other, this is what happens. Yeah, they've. And so I was trying to explain, like, okay, it. Even with the submissive, I think it's a, a privilege mm-hmm. to have someone submit to me. Oh, I agree. 100%. I feel the it, same way. It's trust. Yeah. It's respect. And you trust me sometimes literally with your life. Correct. Oh, yeah. And, and that I hold so dear to me Correct. that I don't allow people just to submit to me. You know, oh, mistress, I'll do anything. Number one, don't call me fucking mistress. Because if you Google the definition, yeah. it's the other woman. Correct. And I don't like to be in that position. So we need to figure something else out. And anybody that communicates with me knows that. Correct. So yeah. right there, I don't trust you because you didn't even know what to call me. Correct. You know? <laughs> so, I mean, there's these little things that you build on that's such, such a big deal. So what are your like first couple of things when you're getting to know somebody you're considering bringing in? So our, our, okay, okay. So we're talking specifically regarding someone we're bringing into the family, not like my right. work side. Not, oh, not, we're gonna not, get not, okay. Not, okay, uh, not, okay uh, not, uh, because those are different. Ooh, things. they're totally different. <laughs> oh my god, 
that was awesome. Okay, since we've been talking about the family, yeah. we'll go from there. Then we're going to do the same thing, work side. Okay. Right. Okay, so right. family. So, so family, it has to be, first of all, that they understand that I'm in a poly relationship. Right. And so that's, for most people, that's a, a, a quick no for them. And that's mm-hmm. great. That's fine. That cuts my list of candidates. Yes. Okay, and then it's like, okay, well, you do understand that, like, you're going to have to meet my family and have a friendship with them. You don't have to be in a relationship with them, but you have, well, a friendship relationship, but there has to be that kind of at least friendship because there's Friendship no, is a relationship. I like how you said that. It is a relationship. Yeah. So you have to have that at least a friendship relationship with them in order for this to work mm-hmm. because they are a part of me. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I can, I can no more, you know, not include them than I can include my arm. Mm-hmm. They're what completes you. Yeah. Yeah. So you find a lot of people that that they are so scared of the concept and then they meet meet the family and they're like, oh, everyone's really nice. Everyone's really sweet. No one's, and and so they, you know, people, I, you know, do we have raging orgies? I mean, the the crazy, (laughs) the crazy stories that come out and I'm like, no, we're, we're kind of like an old Harry couple, you know, we cut on the couch and we, we watch reruns of Family Guy and, you know, it's, it's a normal yeah. relationship except it involves more people. Right. There's more people in the room. Yeah. And there's more concerns. Like, where's this person? Oh, so-and-so is doing that. We're going to go and support them in, you know, whatever they're doing. Yeah. yeah there's just a few more people. That's yeah. all. So that's, yeah. So that's number one. They have to meet and get along with family. Correct. And then anything else at that point, because you're, they're going to come into a submissive Well, the family role. has to like them. Yes. So we, that's the first, that's the first gate you get past is, is this person at a friendship level compatible with everyone in my life? Right. And that sometimes takes a little while to figure out. It can. It's, it's not, not instantaneous. No. It's not just one meeting. No. So that could be like, we'll say that, we'll say that process is a month to three months. The courting period. Correct. Yeah. Then it becomes us negotiating what we want or expect out of a DNS relationship. Yes. You know. What, what the submissive wants, what you want, and whether it meshes together. Correct. Yeah. Where this, where this round can square, you can't force it. Correct. If it doesn't fit, it doesn't fit. No. And, and, and the thing is, is that most people don't have a really good idea, um, either as doms or subs, mm-hmm. of what they want. They are in a, maybe new to DNS relationships, mm-hmm. um, or they they just don't know what they want. And so, how can we converge on those 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 points if you don't know what you want? That's something like you have to figure out before you even come to me. Do you have some sort of a questionnaire or something that you have somebody that wants to be? Um, in a DS relationship, oh yeah, you have them fill yeah. out almost like a personality. Um, <laughs> well, I have, a, I have a mental list. I don't have a physical list. Oh, um, but I have a mental like. Have they ever been abused? Absolutely. What was your childhood oh like? Yes. You know where yes. you, you know, and I try not to be too upfront about like were, were you ever raped? Were you attacked? Like are you tra- traumatized? Like I, I bring up through natural conversation, and that's part of why it takes a while. You know, I want to know if someone's triggered by something. That's part they have of the trust. Yes. PTSD, whether it's from, you know, being a veteran or being attacked. 
Right. <coughs> I'm so sorry. Um, so knowing what triggers them and who they are and how they tick is pivotal mm-hmm. in mm-hmm. every facet. I love that. I love that. The it, You do the <coughs> slower. I'm so sorry. No, you are perfectly... Okay, so we had to take a cough break. <laughs> yeah, we did. Sorry. And it's, hey, that's the way it goes. That's why it's called a conversation. So um, so we're going into uh, um, all the little details, you know, like uh, how do you screen somebody? Correct. So um, what else? We've got the trust, the family. They have to fit in. Yeah. Um, any, any type of triggers that you're learning about Correct. them yeah. in the get to know you phase? Yeah. It's, you know, the thing is that kink is, is the same as any relationship. Mm. Um, I, I'm not just going to walk up and grab your breast. Right. Because I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get slumped in the face. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> or lower. And- <laughs> And, and so kink is the same way, you know, you don't just go zero to 60, um, if you don't know what's inside the car, right? Right, It could explode. And yeah, it could be very dangerous for both parties. Right. You know, and a lot of people do that. They, they watch, they watch, uh, porn Mm -hmm. and they watch kink porn and they forget one that all porn is, is a form of entertainment. It's not real, real. Right. It's not done to be a good experience for the actors it's made there to look good right yes second of all um you're not going to have the full experience because you're not going to have the nuances of trust and aftercare um i was at xbiz aftercare is a big deal before you go into that aftercare i have a friend that would go and be the submissive and get the living shit kicked out of him and all this stuff and on film, mm-hmm. and people love him. They're like, oh, my God, I know who you are. But what people don't realize is I was the person that he would call on the phone. And we would walk through building him back up. Yeah. Because there was no aftercare on set. You no. got your check. Fuck off. Correct. We're done with you. Yeah. So there's a lot of the trust and all that that's missing. There, okay, there sorry. I had to insert no. that right there because no, no. it was so perfect. You know, and... and- <laughs> And that's, a, you know, when you're, when you're asking someone who wants to be a submissive and wants to go through, you know, this process with you, um, you know, I've actually met some submissives that were doing kink to get the aftercare. Because <gasps> yeah. that's what they really needed. Uh-huh. And it's like, that's what you really need. I can give you that. Right. I mean, I, I, I'm going to enjoy torturing your balls. <laughs> but, but if that's not what you need, then let's just take care of what you need. And that's part of the interview process. It's getting to know you part. You know? Yeah. Getting to know you. <laughs> getting to know all about you. Oh, my God. I love it. Um, so you were saying X-Biz. I'm sorry. I cut you okay. off right there. I had to talk about that because that's a, a tidbit that people don't realize yeah. when they're watching their 10-minute clip. Uh, so. you know, when it comes to kink, I had two two uh, different experiences at, at, at the expos. Uh-huh. Um, um, I had one horrifying experience, which was um, I was on a panel discussing kink in the industry. Um, and one of the, one of the people on the panel said, well, if you just want to be a, a dominant on cam, just watch a lot of porn. And I'm like, no, it doesn't work like that. I can't watch 11 seasons of ER and then do a tracheotomy. 
Right. Hold still, ma'am. I know what I'm doing. I watched 11 seasons of ER. Like, it doesn't right. work like that. I know you how know? to give you a chest tube. You know, you jam a knife in right here. Oh, my God. That is the yeah. worst way to learn kink. Well, and, and what I'm picturing in my head is you've got some guy who's canning a model. Yeah. He's probably canning her because he's shy. Probably has social anxiety issues. And she's learning to just be mean. So she's tearing him down. Yeah. And doing the exact opposite of what he needs because she doesn't know what she's doing. Not necessarily because she's a bad person, but because she's watching entertainment for educational value. And right. those aren't the same. And, and I wanted to like scream, like there's so many resources, like you can do a kink academy online. So there's kinkacademy.com yes. and actual people who are in, in the kink lifestyle will, will do video tutorials and discuss things. Yes. You know, there's, there's different podcasts like off the cuffs. Yes. You know, there's, there's, you know, there's Fet Life. I'm not a fan of Fet Life, but you know, it is, it is a great resource for meeting people and, and educating yourself on the community. And going to the munches and stuff yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah. You never know who you're going to meet. Right. If you go to FetCon, if you go to DomCon, Correct. if you go to a munch, mm-hmm. if, um, somebody locally is doing like, um, uh, we just talked about building blocks and it's, they're on meetup. Yeah. At meetup.com mm-hmm. and you can learn basic BDSM stuff. Yeah. It's like, oh, what are they going over this month or this week or whatever? It, it, that's a big deal. Just insert here. Yeah. And, and as Rebecca would say, where do you find a nugget? Exactly. And that nugget of information. And I think if I was watching you on a panel, because I like to watch body language mm-hmm. and expressions. And I'm sure your expression when that was said had to be brilliant. Yeah. I, I, so. I'm not a great liar. I, I wear my heart on my sleeve. I, I say what I. And your thoughts on your I face. Say. Yeah. Oh yeah. You're, you're going to get my bitch face. Yeah. You're yeah. Yeah. Like you face. said, what? Uh, uh-uh. uh, yeah, that's oh. But I mean, I, I was, I was, you know, it was my first time at Expo, so I didn't want to like speak up or. I was like, okay, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna let this go for now, but I better not hear this next year because I will say something. I recommend <laughs> I recommend for you to kind of follow that person mm-hmm. and see because here's my concern when I think about you on a panel, uh-huh. it's because I know in getting to know, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that and then your interview with Rebecca mm-hmm. and now um you have something to offer. You've been screened. Yeah. Okay. That's kind of what we're talking about right now. Correct. That's all of it is a screening process and mm-hmm. who fits properly. You fit properly on that panel. Correct. Who set up those people to be on that panel? Did they just need a warm, hot, juicy ass sitting in a chair? No, I, I, I don't know. It could be. It could that's, be. That's where I would start but, dating and yeah. I would start looking because that would make me, I don't mm-hmm. know if it does it to you, um, that would make me question their panels from now on. Well, their panels, no, their panels, their panels were really good. I think what it was is the person who was speaking had no real authority. Uh-huh. Um, this person... Uh, was from a great company mm-hmm. that that did some kinky films. It's not like you know, I, like I met Allison from Kink.com, and nice. she's she's phenomenal. You know, Kink.com is super well educated. 
Um, and I t- when I was talking to her, um, I was sorry. I'm, I'm so glad that they, it's not aftercare, but they do after every video, they, they talk to the performers and they say, did you enjoy the experience? How did you feel about it? You know, they have a, an after interview, yeah. which is a form of aftercare. And kink.com is the It's only- also a requirement to get a check. It is, but no one shows yeah. it. <laughs> no one shows it. But kink.com does. Like they include it. And, and so it is the first education that this is a form of entertainment. Right. And not real life. Right. Yeah. yeah. Even their, their, um, what is the, uh, their public, uh, public disgrace, I think is their category. Yeah. yeah. You know, I've seen some girls come out of that really banged up and yeah. I'm like, but you knew what you were signing up for. And they said, yes. And I said, okay, did you have fun? And they're like, I went so far into subspace and blah, blah, yeah. blah. Okay. Yeah. So you enjoyed it. But today right. you're like, damn, but, my hip hurts. <laughs> <laughs> but I'll tell you what, it was an interview process for them to get that job. Right. Right. There, there was the uh, kink.com had to trust them and they had to trust kink.com. And that is the cornerstone of DNS is trust. Yeah. Yeah. And all, I won't say 90% or all of their people that run um, their different categories and film. And, you know, you can get the living crap beat out of you by somebody. Yeah. And it's like, you know what? I, I think that I would rather have this person hit me than that person hit me. Correct. You know, and you do usually get oh, yeah, a request or yeah. a, a list of who you would prefer. Well, and that should be with any performer. Yes. You know, I'm a big believer that, you know, there's a lot of concern in our industry about people working with different people for different reasons. Um, it's ultimately your fucking choice as long ding, as ding, you ding. are educated. It all comes down to two words. No matter which party you're on in this divide mm. is informed consent. Yes. And so if you have informed consent, then there's no right or wrong choice. Right. Jocelyn, I don't want to work with you because you're blonde. It's your choice. It's my choice. It's informed consent. You know, it, it isn't a judgment. It's just what people are comfortable with. And that's the point where you have to say, we're not a normal industry. You, know, you can't compare us to an office space. I mean, could you imagine, you know, the, the worst her, the work harassment? Okay, Phil, when, when you tell Vivian that she was great in that game bang, you can do that because, you know, you were filming it. You know, you can, you can do it. But when you tell Vivian she was great in that game bang, and you really wish that you had been the one to shoot in our face. That that goes into sexual harassment. Do you see the line, Phil? You know you can't. <laughs> so true. You can't you can't give it normal industry oh standards because we work in a very uh, gray t- area. <laughs> no, it's a very, I want to say sensitive, but just um, vulnerable space. Yeah. Right. So, so performers are in such a vulnerable space because they're, they're performing sex acts that, you know, everyone loves, but no one wants to admit they love. And, and then that's the dirty secret. Well, not just the dirty secret, but then you're, you're, you were discussing, you were, you were discussing and doing things that in any other office space or any other company space would not be tolerated. Right. Right. So then how do you define what's that level of, of, Okay, and not okay. And once again, it boils down to informed consent. 
Mm-hmm. Ask someone how they're feeling about something. Check and see if you stepped over a line. If you did, apologize and don't do it again. Right. It's just common sense. If you, it, that line, if you think that you tapped your toe right over it, yeah. you know, I'm sorry. You know what? That was inappropriate. I'm really sorry. I shouldn't have said that. That's crossing the line. Yeah. And usually like with someone like me, it's like, dude, if, if you didn't say it, I was gonna. <laughs> and, 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 and then I let you know where ex- my line is. Exactly. And that's the point is that, is that we have to, we have to encourage performers to speak their mind. Yes. And just like in a kink relationship, you're going to have boundaries. You're going to have boundaries in a working relationship in the adult industry. Yeah. And it's okay to have boundaries, but you have to communicate those boundaries to other people or they're not going to know. You know, we're not all the mighty Kreskin. (laughs) There you go. (laughs) So if you, if you don't communicate to people what is okay and what is not okay for you, then how do you expect them to accommodate you? And they can't, and and that all ties back into They're any relationship. They're not mind readers. They're not mind readers. I know I'm not. And, and <laughs> the worst thing we do as human beings, and that we all do this, is assuming we know what someone else is thinking. I'm not going to tell someone so this because I know exactly what they're going to say, and I'm guilty of that myself. But you can't have that kind of attitude in a kink relationship. No, you have to ask it. You have, you have, to, have to put it out there. Correct. It has to be. It has to be more than spelled out. It has to be beaten to death. Because how someone feels today is not how they're going to feel tomorrow. Mm-hmm. I know some uh, some people. Uh, I know somebody that worked for Kink. Since we're talking about that, mm-hmm. I know somebody that worked for Kink, and uh, you could double fist her ass, and it was like not a big deal. Uh-huh. She it was right up her fucking alley. But then there was one day where she's like, you know what? Not feeling the butthole today. Yeah. Just I'm a little off. You know, and some days you're off. Yeah. You don't feel like it. She's like double fist, badge. I'm cool with that. And um, somebody turned around and decided, oh, well, you like this every other time, so I'm going to do it anyway. Mm. And um, it was one of those things where, you know, uh, the exit interview is the exit interview. But if you want your check, you also have to say certain things. There's a lot of companies that do that. But it got straightened out, so I'm not bashing kink completely on that. It was a moment, mm-hmm. a lapse in judgment, the people that were on staff that were working that day. Yeah. And uh, it was one of those things. I blame but, the director. And, and, and there's That's quite it. a few people that could have been blamed at that point. I know companies that will turn around and say, okay, you know what? Um, uh, the girl wrote down here. That um, these certain things are on her yes list for today right. and these certain things are on her no. Yeah. So if if you as the dom um, look at her no list and go, oh, fuck, I really wanted to do nipple torture. Fuck. She put it on her no because that would totally be on my no. You don't right. touch my fucking nipples. I'll kill you in your sleep. So it's just a hard limit for me. So they turn around and told this girl. And this is more than one time that it's happened. So that's why I'm feeling comfortable telling the story. Yeah. Um, and they would say, oh, well, we were pushing your limits. See, but here's the thing. Like, I, you don't push. We're going to break a that. A no gonna, is a no. Correct. A no is a no. And also, it's like, it doesn't matter what the Dom wants. The Dom is being paid to perform. Mm-hmm. It's not like a, a, a one-on-one session with your submissive where... 
you're trying to push them out of their comfort zone after you've built time and trust, right? right? You, you are two performers performing a scene. What you want as the Dom is so relevant. Stick to the script. Yeah. You're, you're, <laughs> you're, you're being hired to perform a role. Right. Um, the only real Dom in that should be the director. Yes. And the director should be watching out for everyone's safety and best interest. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah. I, it's crazy it's, that it's there's wrong so, so many, many It's so many lines because what you just did was you said if it's a DS and you're at home and you're pushing them. See, that is why you don't try to educate yourself. Here we go making full circle to yeah. the seminar and somebody saying, oh, learn how to do this and be a bully and an uneducated asshole Correct. <laughs> yeah. from porn. Yeah. Because we're telling you right now, some of that shit isn't cool. Yeah. Well, yeah. And, you know? and, and you don't know what, what's real and what's not. It's not right. real. Which right. all boils down to is, you know, I, 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 you know. Because we are in, we are in the age of, of the digital internet and porn is accessible uh-huh. so easily, you know, people are getting their sex education from porn. Um, one of the things that was discussed in a lot of the industry talks is the level of violence. You know, the level of violence in porn, uh, for women, um, and, and the violence they face is three times the amount now than it was 10, 15 years ago. Yeah, but 10, 15 years is not that long. No, that's nothing. And so, it, it, and I, I bl- what I blame on that is that you have all these kids growing up not getting proper sex education. Right. Because the watching, mom and dad still don't talk about sex. Nope. And so they're, they're watching porn online. Yeah. That they shouldn't have access to. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, and then they're, they're getting this surreal and bent perception of sex. And to tell you how, how far that shit can go, you know, somebody comes to me on a cam, you know, a cam session. Yeah. And they're like, I'm going to pound that pussy. Dude, is that how you think it works? That's literally what I, I, it just shuts me down. And I'm like, you don't even know how a pussy works. <laughs> oh my God. Oh my God, I'm sorry. You know, I almost feel sorry for somebody that says something like that. Well, you also, I mean, it's, it's, you know, one of the things I'll say to get, get someone really excited is, is yeah, when we're fucking, I'll say, I'm going to split you in two. <laughs> now, obviously, I'm not going to split them in two. Right. So, I mean, devil's advocate, he could have just been like, I'm fucking, you know, really crazy. But, the fact that he just came at you, there was no discussion. There was no, no, right. no, no, it was just bam out of the gate. If that's what you want, call phone sex because <laughs> they're ready to pick up the phone uh, and say and, all of that and, yeah. and be prepared. And, well, and be prepared to like all of a sudden be going 60 miles an hour. Yeah. Compared no to like warm what, up. Yeah. Other, other adult performers are, are used to having, you know, with phone sex, the experience I have as an operator is that they want to get off. Like now, I've, right now, I've been masturbating for three hours <laughs> and now I'm ready to, I'm ready, I'm ready to go over that edge. So let me call you and, and see if I can get this done in five minutes because I'm a cheap bastard. Yeah. You know, yeah. where, where you, you know, people who go to strip clubs or, or, you know, have favorite cam models 
They're actually trying to build a rapport. They're trying to build an experience. Uh-huh. So when you when you try to treat a cam operator like a phone sex operator, it's not going to work out well for you, buddy. Yeah. yeah. You're absolutely <laughs> correct. You are absolutely correct. Oh, my God. I could talk to you forever. You realize that, right? We have hit so many different topics. And the whole point to this, <laughs> I'm pulling it back. I'm pulling it back in. That's what I'm doing. It, Rebecca and I always say that, what is it? It's a uh, uh, the train wreck, the train derailed. You know, we got sidetracked. We're now way over there. And we're going to pull this bad boy back in. Hi guys, this is Rebecca Love. Why aren't you a member of the fan club? Oh, I'm sorry, was that too direct? Get over to adultfilmstarnetwork.com, hit the button for the fan club. It's only $5 a month. It's a private link into our Discord, and you can participate with all the shows. But not only that, we can send you an alert 15 minutes before showtime, so you'll never miss a live unfiltered podcast ever again not like we did it in the past but this is the future so go to adultfilmstarnetwork.com and click on the fan club we'll see you in there because now we discussed a little bit about um interviewing subs and everything or somebody to bring them into the household but you mentioned or work. Correct. So, so what's, oh, how would you interview a sub for work? I would be more direct with my questions. Okay. You know, cause it is a business experience. Like, you know, um, you've hired me to provide a service. Mm-hmm. So we need to go through this checklist of, of expectations from what you want from this experience. Right. Do you, do you have health issues? <sighs> you know, I may not ask that immediately when I'm getting to know someone. Um, Physical. And um, emotional issues, but physical yep. issues, because there are a lot of things that people don't realize. So let's say, um, we'll throw some crazy things out there. I want to hear them. So let's say that you are um, deathly allergic to penicillin and I'm on penicillin and I try to feed you my cow. <gasps> there you go. Um, you have a peanut allergy and I don't know about it. And I've got you tied up in intense bondage. And I open a can of peanuts and I'm eating something in the hotel room. And then I go and touch you. And all of a sudden, you're in full anaphylactic shock. And I've got you locked in a ton of bondage. Yep. You know, are you asthmatic? Do you have, do you have back issues? You know, a lot of people, they, you know, they, they don't think about these things because they live with these health conditions every day. It's but, normal to them. It's correct. not normal to you. Yeah. Well, it, when it, they don't realize that, you know, oh, I, well, I want to be in bondage for eight hours. Okay. Well, you have hypertension <laughs> and you're on a water pill. So you're probably urinating every four hours. Right. You want to be in bondage for eight. Okay. Well, I'm going to have to put you in a diaper. Well, I don't want to be in a diaper. Okay. Well, I mean, I can do a catheter. Well, I don't want a catheter. Well, how do you expect to be in eight hours of bondage? Uh-huh. Like there, there are logistics. You're not peeing on the floor. No, <laughs> you're, not, you're not peeing in my gear either. Yeah. <laughs> oh my Unless God. you've got a black Amex, you're going to whip out and buy me new gear. There you go. You're not peeing in my gear. Right. Um, <laughs> That's <so laughs> but it's and it, also um, somebody that I actually know somebody that had a hip replacement and. He is uh, barely in his 30s. Yeah. 
it was an accident and he had to get his hip replaced. So asking if you have ankle, foot issues, knees, um, your hips to, to him, it's normal. Yeah. He deals with it every day since the accident. He doesn't think, Oh, this is an issue I need to tell you. Correct. So yeah, that's a, a lot of different things like that. Eyesight, taking someone's glasses off. I have somebody that blind as a bat. (laughs) And I was like, Oh, well shit. I don't have to bring the blindfold. I just take (laughs) fucking glasses off. It was one less thing to pack. (laughs) So sometimes you can use it to your advantage. So um, something you said in the first interview with Miss Rebecca is you do not have a dungeon in your house right now. I do not. So do you have a place that you go to off-site? Or because um, I can tell you of a place in Vegas if you ever do sessions here. Ooh. Yeah. Um, I, I have researched dungeons. Most of my clients now are so shy that yeah. they don't want to be in public. So I have... Um, I have the toolkit. So, like, right now I have a, a, a suitcase I brought with me. Yeah. That's just full of, of bondage gear and toys. Toys! Yeah. So I just <laughs> I, I have Mary Poppins' bag of cake. I love it. I love that. And so I just, you know, carry it with me everywhere I go. Because you never know what's going to happen. I, I, I think, I don't know who it was, because my first, my first bag was, was Home Depot. So I had, like, it was, like, like duct tape. And then chains and padlocks and crazy stuff. And my friend's like, um, why do you have a murder bag? Yeah, that is a I'm like, uh, what's my kink bag? Well, especially when I put plastic down, like rolling plastic. Because, oh my God. Because if I'm someplace, it's a murder bag, dude. It's a murder bag. (laughs) My kink bag looks like a murder bag. Most kinky stuff looks like murder. That's true. It really does. <laughs> I mean, coming back from from Jamaica one time, um, one of the hardcore doms got pulled aside. And, you know, there you check in all your luggage and then, boom, you go through security right then and there. Yeah. So you're with all your stuff when it gets scanned. Yeah, he got pulled aside pretty quick because there were – um, whips and chains and knives and all oh, kinds yeah. of stuff. And I'm yeah. sure there was a lot of DNA on those knives because we were going home. So it just so happened that we had carved a few things in somebody's back the night before. Yeah. So, you know, I'm sure there was, uh, I'm sure, yeah. <laughs> there was a lot of DNA let's, in that. Let's, bag. Uh, let's, uh, <laughs> let's spray this with luminol and bring out a black light. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't even imagine. So you you go to them or do you bring them? I you? never bring my work home. I don't either. Ever. I think that's so smart. Yeah. That's my safe place. Well, I share that space with other people. Right. I can't. I can't. No. No. See, I, I do the I, same thing. I bring my personal submissives home, but but anyone that I'm, it's a working relationship with, I don't bring home. See, I do exactly the same thing. I like to hear that. I like to hear that because it's a male perspective. As well as the females, you know, mm-hmm. and, and it's not because I'm a girl, I'm not going to bring some, you don't no. do it either. It's a respect thing correct? for even your I, domain well, and you, who you live with. Even if I was single, uh-huh. um, you know, I, I don't think I would do it just because I want those boundaries. Okay. A therapist wouldn't bring you to their house. 
Right. <laughs> you meet right. them in the office. You so why? Office. Yeah, you meet them. You meet them in a neutral space. Yeah. Um. So. I mean, I I would have no problem going to a submissive's house. No problem with that. But um, there needs to be that divide. You need to know that when the session's over, the session's over. Yeah, when it's over, it's over. And yeah. you've got to take that off. You've got to take your, your brain out of all of that stuff. When you, this is just curiosity. Now, I love, <laughs> I love this because it's, it's a conversation. Um, do you ever go through or have you ever gone through a dom drop where you had such a good time in the, the play space that you were in with that submissive and all that, where afterwards it's almost like you needed to be brought down. No, I, no. Haven't, I haven't gone through that yet. Um, it's the, an experience. The, the closest I've gone to that is that um, when I get really intense, I will shake. That's almost like a dom space. Yeah. It's yeah. not a subspace. Yeah. It's a dom space. Yeah. yeah. You get that. All of it is going through your it's entire my, being. Yeah. my So, like, it's I kind of, like, it's almost the same kind of twitching I get when I work out. Okay. It's, like, muscle twitching that will happen. Um, and it's from the adrenaline. Yeah. It's from the adrenaline and the endorphin rush. Um, but I haven't experienced a dom drop. I think it's because I haven't had, like, you know, Discussed in our sessions, but I haven't had anything that long. I think that I think that it's not about the intensity of what you're doing. I think it's the amount of time you spend in dom space or subspace is going to affect you having a drop because you're you're forcing the brain to produce so much dopamine um, from a biochemical standpoint for longer periods of time than expected. It's the same reason you have depression the next day after you drink, uh huh, because you forced your brain to produce so much dopamine artificially. What I mean by artificially is that you're doing something to make it happen, right? So right. you're drinking, that's creating the dopamine. You know, when you're in, in Dom or subspace and you're having that experience and you're you're doing that for eight hours, your brain isn't designed to do that. We're pushing our we're pushing our, our major sex organ brain into overdrive for long periods of time. And so it has to then try to bring itself back to a counterbalance. So you're gonna have the drop, you're gonna have you know, the depression, you're gonna have the mood swings. Um it's true. Just when you expose your brain to any other endorphin high. So true. And I did a um, a podcast once about about sub drop, sub drop and dom drop, mm-hmm. and how to help yourself with um, drinking things to eat, things like that. Because Correct. I've actually had a dom drop where I was calling one of my friends, just going, "Okay, I need to talk through this," and just kind of. Balance my silly little brain, you know, and, and yeah, it can be super intense. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. Yes. So one thing that, um, I thought was super, super interesting, um, was since you are Polly and in your interview with Rebecca, you said you referenced that, um, your very first relationship was with a couple. Yes. Yeah. Okay. What, and you broke all that down, but have you come across any other things with fetish, DS, anything that where you're like, oh my God, that makes perfect sense. I've been like this my, my whole life. I just never 
put a name to it. Because right now you have a, a name to the poly. Yeah. So that one you put a title on. Mm-hmm. But it, when you were doing it the first time, you didn't know, oh, right. this is a thing. Yeah. So if you ever come across anything else where you're like, I've been doing that for a long time. I won't say since I was I was a kid. Because <laughs> you know, we never started doing anything until we were 18. I, and everybody knows that. Well, I, <laughs> I, I think this can be done as a kid. So a, a daddy dom. I've always been a dom. That was like, I'm pushy, but I'm always pushy in a very caretaking way. I've been like that my whole life. A very pushy caretaker. Like a Jewish mother. You're a Jewish (laughs) (laughs) mother. Oh my God, that's awesome. I'm a Jewish mother. I'm going to tie you up. I'm going to spank you. I'm going to flog you. And then I'm going to hold you and comfort you. I'm going to hold you and comfort you with a bowl of matzo soup. That's true. <laughs> and I've been, I've yeah. been that way my entire life. So yeah, yeah. Okay. my life. That is, and and in the last podcast, you said that you're the um, um, uh, almost like mental health. Uh, you're, that's your kind of job in the house. Make sure everybody's yeah. okay. Yeah, yeah I check in everyone. Yeah, sure you okay. just like check in. Yeah. You're not being a bully. You're not being an asshole. But yeah. you're being that daddy. Yeah. Or that brother or whatever that that you need to be at that moment. Yeah. So that's that's pretty fucking cool. <laughs> <laughs> I knew there was something else. I did. I knew there was something else because when it came down to it, it's like, wait a second. I I have found little things and I'm like, he's been he's oh, yeah. too good at this. And there's so <laughs> many things that that I just, I wanted to make sure that I didn't miss out on any of that. So what else at this point, what, oh my God, we've had so many topics. It's almost hard to oh, like circle the surface. It. I know there's <laughs> a ton. When are you building your own damn dungeon? So there can be a, um, a bear cave in, in California. So, uh, <laughs> it, it, it'll probably be about, um, eight to 10 years. Uh-huh. Um, and so when we, we, when we retire, so when one of my spouses retires, we're moving to Washington and we're going to buy acreage. Washington state or yes. DC. Okay. Well, we're going to buy acreage. Second. <laughs> yeah, no, no. We're, we're a state. Uh, we're, we need to stay West coast. Okay. Um, yeah, yeah. West coast too. <laughs> uh, so one of the things we've already discussed is that I, I want to build a dungeon. Right. Um, and so what I want to do um, is I want to run a kink B and B that specializes in couples. Well, single people too, but, but mainly what I want is I want couples that are kink curious who need a coach or a counselor to come right in. There. Yeah. To come in and go through a mentoring session of, okay, well, he wants me to dom, but I don't know how to dom. Okay. Well, let's, let's go through this together and role play it with them and then let them do it in the dungeon with me there and then let them do it by themselves. You know, a kink mentor. Um, and as, as a B and B and so that's my, that's my retirement dream. That is amazing. I and, and it's still that nurturing daddy. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's exactly. Well, I get it. to crap people. So <laughs> hit him harder. Hit him harder. <laughs> I know you're a girl, but you hit like a girl. <laughs> Let me show you how it's done. Yeah. 
throw your weight into it. There's a lot of, um, sometimes men want and need it harder. Correct. And there is a way to throw your weight into something where a man throwing a flogger, um, they just have to put their muscle into it. Correct. A female. Now I've, I've actually lifted myself off the ground at one point, throwing so much weight into it. Wow. And it was like this motherfucker. That must have left a beautiful mark. She, oh yeah. I destroyed his world. (laughs) But to know how to throw your weight into something yeah. is, and that's something that. Well, how to throw your weight and not throw out your back. Well, yeah. And there's that too. How to do it correctly. Correct. And not hurt. Yeah. So um, I like that idea. Yeah. Because I find that um, wow. I, I discovered this after I had a, a gay couple of mine that were friends. And one is super kinky and one is kind of vanilla. Um, and they were, the, the kinky one was kind of discussing how um, things have changed. And he didn't know how to communicate to his partner about what he wanted. And, and so I kind of began to mentor them uh-huh. and walk them through it and, and discuss things and getting them comfortable. Um, and so one of the things was his, his, uh, vanilla partner, um, was very afraid to cause damage. And so I, I acted as a surrogate. I said, well, I made myself the submissive. I said, well, let's, let's role play it with me. You know, what you would do with him. Um, and for, for one of the things they used to enjoy, um, was a breath play. So I said, well, let's, let's go through some of that. Right. And, and so sometimes you need that, that, surrogate in there to get past your fears and and step outside the situation and really analyze why you're comfortable with things and why you're not. And so one of the things we discovered was when um, they had met, the vanilla partner was um, using drugs and now he's sober. So he never had to emotionally face the complex feelings that come up with kink of shame. I'm hurting someone. I'm not supposed to hurt someone. I should feel bad about that. So when he was on drugs, when he was, you know, you know drinking or whatever, if you're impaired during those kinds of activities, you're not going to know that you're going through this emotional process, right? right? And so now, now sober, he's trying to do that. He can't because he's experiencing shame. So he needs to work through that. And so that was their block. And then once they understood that, that that was their block, they were able to communicate it. And get through it. And get through oh. it. That's beautiful. And uh, yeah, you should not play if you're on drugs or alcohol, you know, and uh, I've had a drink, you know, and I'm sure we all have at some point and then, you know, it's playtime and, and, but super smashed or super impaired in some sort of way. Well, one of the things I'll do is, um, you know, with, with a lot of gay men, you know, piss is a big fetish and, Mm -hmm. and beers are a big fetish. So um, I'll use Heineken Zero Zero. What's Heineken Zero Zero? Heineken Zero Zero. I don't drink any beer, so it's, uh, I it's literally not, it's, don't it's know. It's not alcoholic beer. It's, it's Heineken oh. just, just really it tastes just like Heineken beer, uh-huh. but it's 0.0 alcohol. Oh. Technically, it's 0.04%, which is like less than nothing. Yeah, but it tastes and smells like beer, right? So if you want to role play that scene where you're you're in a bar and you're getting roughed up and this guy's going to you know, spit beer in your face and then piss on you. That's a way to incorporate. That's a way to incorporate that. So there's always, there's always something you can do to 
Enhance the fantasy. Yeah, you said just a second. Just put a little work into it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Think about Absolutely. It. And I was just thinking about that, like the the bar scene. You know, I like the smell. I don't drink beer, but I like the smell of beer on somebody's breath. Yeah. When they're kissing me. Like not stale beer. Like no. they just took a drink, yeah. like it, you know, it's spitting in your face. Don't think I would like to spit in my face. I'd kill somebody. <laughs> but that whole grab and kiss and stuff. It's like, oh, well, you I this, like that. And it's because experiences like, you know, our generation, when we were young, we were hooking up at bars. Right. Right. And now it's, it's, it's apps. Yeah. So you have some people that have, have a lot of fetishes based upon their formative twenties. Mm-hmm. Of fantasies they went through. You know, we all want to think that the kink comes from just an early age and it doesn't. Your your kink evolves as you do. Uh-huh. So if if you your experiences in your twenties and thirties and forties and the experiences for your whole entire life will continue to inform your kink wants and needs. And they change. And they change. And they evolve. And yeah. To deal with your your mind as it's moving moving on. Correct. And then you you getting people over the hump as well. Yeah. That's oh my god! I want you to open that dungeon. Yeah, or I, the kink B and B. Kink B. So yeah, and then and then I'll have cameras in there so I can stream my work and my play and film. Right. Uh, but then those will be shut off, and then we'll have private spaces for people who want to come and have one-on-one kink education. And something that could be kind of fun too with that, if you already have cameras and stuff set up, I'm going to help you like structure this. <laughs> Since okay. you're already doing that, yeah. There's a place in. Is it Santa Ana? It's on Harbor and I believe First Street. It's called Spanky's. Oh, I've been to Spanky's. Okay. I love and Spanky's. They've got the the police car out front. Yeah. I freaking love that. Now, when you go park in the back mm-hmm. and you walk through and you go in, on the left-hand side, mm-hmm. there's like a door and a red light. Yeah. And you can film in there. Okay, you have to reserve it in order to film a fuck thing or whatever. Yeah. And it's for the regular vanilla people going, oh, my God, we did a naughty and we filmed it. <laughs> Same concept. Correct. You do that if you have it set up for you to cam. Yeah. You can also record it. That's true. And then let people, you know, maybe they have four kids or something like that. And they really can't play. Correct. But if they come to your kink B&B, yeah. they could film they their naughty film. naughty. Exactly. You know, for personal consumption and not to go on the internet or be an asshole and, you know, slut shame your soon-to-be ex because it didn't work out. Nothing <laughs> like that. Nothing like that. We will not have revenge kink because they have, the, what is it, revenge porn? Revenge porn, yeah. Yeah. So we won't have revenge kink. <laughs> California, I'm from California. We have strict revenge porn laws. Oh, they finally kicked all of those in? Yeah. It's about fucking time, Mm -hmm. man. We have strict laws on that. And um, sex while intoxicated. Oh, tell me about that. So with California, if you are intoxicated, it's considered rape. Oh. Oh, So if I was drunk? Because you can't give informed consent when you're drunk. You couldn't sign a contract, so why would you be able to confirm to sex? So it's, yeah, it's, it's a big, it's a big issue, especially in college campuses, because you've, you've got this, you know, rape culture. That's where it came from. That's where it came from. All the laws that were passed because of all the drunk kids having sex. And then it's, it's, 
an ugly situation because he can't consent. You know what? I, I, chivalry is not going to come back, so they're going to force it. Correct. Yeah, sweetie, I'm not going to fuck you tonight, even yeah. though you want it because you're drunk. Yeah. And I'm not going to do it because you're drunk. Correct. So I'm going to wait until you're sober, and then we'll do it we're going to get it on. Exactly. Yeah. We're going to do it tomorrow or the day after when your hangover's gone. Yeah. <laughs> and, and you don't smell like vodka through <laughs> your skin. <laughs> hangovers are so sexy. Oh, my God. They're hot as fuck. <laughs> Where you just want to, like, strip down and lay on your kitchen floor. Hey, not the bathroom floor anymore because you're done puking. <laughs> oh, yeah, of course. But you lay in the kitchen and just go, oh, my God. Is, is that so the, cool. Is that the aftercare? Do I fill a bottle? full of Pedialyte and just nurse you with a bottle they, of Pedialyte? Yes, yes. That's exactly <laughs> it. That's exactly it. Oh, my God. Oh, yes. Oh, okay. So, we're just being silly stupid at this point. We've hit so many topics. It's ridiculous. So, tell me what are the next things that are coming up for you? Um, websites. Um, how can people get a hold of you? All of that. I want to hear all of, like, in a nutshell, um, you. So you can you can find me um, on Twitter at Lord Ref Sir. Yes, I follow that guy. Uh, <laughs> um, my my uh, my name is Matthew Lord. Nice. And so, yeah. <laughs> and then uh, you can find me on my website, lordrefsir.com. dot com. Mm-hmm. On my site, you can find links to Nightfoot if you want to chat with me on the phone or or sex me. Um, if you want to subscribe to my videos, you can subscribe to my OnlyFans, Just for Fans, or my uh, uh, AVN Stars account. Um, all are updated with the same content equally. So if you feel like, well, am I missing something? No, I, I make sure they all have the same content. It's just That's which cool. platform you prefer. Yeah, if you're already a member on OnlyFans with other people, you can just add Correct. over there where you're comfortable. But yeah. if you're at Just for Fans, then... Yeah, you can move it around. And um, your site has all the all the links and yep. everything, all and of then that. You can find me on Instagram at lordrefsir.ig. You can find me on TikTok <laughs> as Daddy Matt LB. Holy fuck! I will be following you. I didn't know that. Oh, you should see I'm my TikTok. TikTok. Yes. Hola. Uh, and, and for all of my um, ADBL boys and girls out there, uh, Daddy will be doing story time once a week on TikTok. Oh, so, they have the cutest littles on there. They do. They're so sweet. So we'll be looking for that. It'll be once a week. I'll be doing story time on TikTok. Oh, my God. I'm so going to follow you. I'm so going to follow you. Oh, my God. I can't wait to see all the littles that have so much fun with you because you truly are a daddy. Oh, yeah. So, oh, my God. Thank you <laughs> so much for doing this with me. Thank you so much for inviting me. I've been a huge fan of you and Rebecca for forever. Please, please, Mr. Marvin, have a seat on the couch. Um, okay. This is my first therapy session, Dr. Thumperface. Please relax. Now, tell me about your mother. That's sort of personal, don't you think? Okay, well, uh, well, word association. Say the first thing that comes to your mind. Yellow. Goldfish. Sexy. Goldfish. Nine-person anal gangbang. Uh, goldfish. Ah, Mr. Marvin, 
Why are you here? Well, the truth is, Doc, I'm into some stuff, and I don't know if it's, well, normal. Oh, Mr. Marvin, there isn't anything such as normal when it comes to sex. In fact, here's a prescription. Sick Addictions with Jocelyn Stone? New episodes every Tuesday. Listen to that at least once a week, and you will see that everybody has something that they are into. Okay, Doc, I'll give it a try. Well, our time is up. Seriously? I want to talk more about goldfish. Our time is up. Sick Addictions with Jocelyn Stone. New episodes every Tuesday on adultfilmstarnetwork.com. So, uh, Mr. Marvin, you can tell me. What is your special interest? Well, I'm into PB. PB? I, I must admit, I have not heard of that. Yeah, peanut butter. Oh, Doc, I just love to... Next patient! <laughs> <laughs>